Season one, episode six, the NFL Combine, where did it go? On this episode of Shaking Up, we're breaking down the NFL Combine. As many have now heard, there will not be an official Combine in Indianapolis this year, and instead workouts will be held at College Pro Days. Today we talk how that will be different from the past and how other important aspects of the Combine will work like medical and interviews. Well, let's dive into it. Red Pauly, Red Pauly, Elvis, Red Rice, Welcome to Shaken Up, the podcast where we look at sports injuries and events and what they mean for the athletes and your favorite teams. I'm Tyler Zajac, and as always, I have former Tennessee football player and current sports medicine doc at the University of South Carolina, Dr. Guillaume Dumont, and Dr. Matthew Preventure, former physician to the Navy SEALs and former head team physician to the New England Patriots, as well as a current sports medicine surgeon, to help us take a deep dive into injuries and the data behind them. If you're looking for more information after this podcast, you can find Dr. Dumont on Twitter at GDumontMD or Dr. Preventure on Twitter at SportsDocMatt or check out his website at ThePredictors.com. Matt, Tyler, we started with football during the playoffs, then we took a bit of a break for winter sports and the X Games before talking about basketball injuries last week. Guess what? We're back. It's football time again. The meat and potatoes of sports medicine injuries. Here we go. This year, the COVID-19 pandemic has really created a logistical nightmare for a lot of sporting events. The NFL Combine is no different, and there are a lot of changes for this year's annual showcase. We're talking no in-person workouts for the individual teams, virtual interviews, and some changes that we're getting ready to talk about, especially with the medical evaluations. All in all, it's going to be a really different atmosphere. Gee, could not agree with you more. Crazy times right now. This year's combine is going to affect a lot more than just workouts. Can't wait to break this down. Dr. Matt, you've been at quite a few of these and have lived the week-long chaos that is the combine. Explain to us what it's like from the medical staff side, the testing, and if you can, a little bit about the player side as well. Yeah, Tyler, the combine is just that. It's an event. It's a week-long marathon. And what happens are the players, approximately 330, give or take 10 or 20 every year, are invited to Indianapolis to showcase their talents. Well, what you don't see is a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff. Clearly, there's media, there's TV. We all see it on on our broadcast, on our digital media platforms, how fast someone's running a 40, how many bench press they ripped off. But what else is going on are a lot of other things like interviews with coaching staff, scouting interviews, agent interviews, and then a big thing is the medical testing. So Matt, you mentioned this testing. So the NFL Combine includes basic medical and also orthopedic specialty evaluations, but it doesn't really end there. NFL prospects also go through the psychological testing rigors every year. Also, every team typically has the opportunity to sit down with the players at the combine to interview them. That's a big deal because this is where they really get to know more about the person behind the stats. It's really more of a character and personality assessment in a lot of cases. So this is going to happen virtually this year. Matt, how important are these parts of the combine? And in this different setting, do the results mean something different this year than they would in another year? Yeah, gee, the 
combine being virtual is going to be very different. Now, that being said, this is still a progress and evolution here. There's still a lot we don't know of how this combine is going to exactly happen. We may see 100 top players show up in Indianapolis just for medical evaluations, mostly musculoskeletal, maybe some psychological. We're not sure yet, but we think a lot of this is going to happen locally with teams or in super regional places where they may be doing workouts and then some level of testing. But I can tell you at a usual combine, the psychological assessments, the character assessments, the coaching interviews on top of the hardcore medical data, such as MRI, body composition testing, uh, stretching and balance activities and scores on top of all the physical performance measures have been very important to help screen players for success in the NFL. Doc, you mentioned medical, and and we know that's a huge part of the combine. Injuries play a big part in player production and can cause some big question marks for teams when it comes to different players. You know, their durability can really come into question. What type of medical exams are really taking place at the combine, and and what tests are you doing? So, Tyler... The medical at the Combine is a very unique setup, and it's evolved over the last 20-plus years to something that's uh, extremely well done, highly professional, and highly efficient for the players. So these 330 players are broken down by position, and so players will come through with just an afternoon of all cornerbacks, and that's the same time. They're usually there for a few days doing all the cornerback testing, or the running backs are there all together at a certain time. So what you're seeing is a certain type of player or a certain position of player that come through the medical evaluations at the same time. In addition, the medical evaluations are broken into multiple different rooms where there are anywhere from five to six teams that are in each of these rooms. There are about five to six rooms with five to six teams in each of these rooms. And in general, you're with the same teams uh, every single time and every year that you go to the combine. And so with that, the teams are there to evaluate the player and provide an objective evidence of their medical history. And that starts with the history, the physical examination, prior injuries, prior surgeries, any concerns the player may have. And then this is also accompanied with objective testing, including quite a few MRIs, as well as other imaging studies, uh, EKG and heart testing, psychological testing, uh, concussion protocol and concussion evaluations for certain what we call SCAT tests to do a concussion evaluation, as well as numerous other tests to see how this player is doing relative to their peers. All right, so so how much of these medical tests really important? How much do the teams really pay attention to them? Can they really sink someone at the combine? Well, gee, I can start that one off. Uh, I can tell you from my experience as an ATC for both college and the NFL that it's actually a huge part of the draft process. In the NFL, we had medical folders made up for every player so that coaches, scouts, and our medical team could really dive into what the injuries were that players had and how they would affect performance not only their first year, but their careers as a whole, really. Tyler's 100% correct. We really wanted to know about every aspect of a player's health. And again, this includes 
the most important part, their history, if they've had prior injuries, if they've had prior surgeries, and then all the data we talked about from the imaging. And these would be interpreted individually by every team because teams use players differently. They use the data differently. And so the data is not really ubiquitous. It's not 100% applicable to every team and every player, but it does give you uh, evidence in terms of helping you make some decisions in regard to crafting your overall team. And really what you really were at the end of the day was an advisor to the head coach, the general manager, in terms of where this player was overall medically. To answer that second part of that question, G, you know, if it really sinks a player, they, they look at everything as a whole. And as Doc said, you know, it's more of an advisory from the medical staff. So it's not to say that a player with a bad injury is going to get pushed way down the board, but it's definitely something the team wants to keep in mind as they move forward if they do plan on drafting him, especially if they plan on drafting him in a top round where it's bigger money. Yeah, Tyler, I think that's a big deal because, you know, the um, the injuries that these players come in with, I mean, these are big investments for these teams. And so it's really important for them to know what they're getting into. So I think most people, when they think about the NFL Combine, are looking at a 40-yard dash, the number of reps at 225 on the bench press. But it sounds like, and we know, that there's a lot more getting measured. With all the tech and the analytics that comb through the data, do the teams have a secret recipe for who they're going to pick? Or, or should they have a secret recipe for who they're going to pick? Or, or just go with your gut? Gee, to be honest, I'm not sure if it's a secret recipe, but every team has their flavor of how they put all of this information together. And it's not just based on the workouts. It's clearly not just based on the 40. Otherwise, you would just do one test at the combine. It's not just based on bench pressing for an offensive lineman. But there, it's a lot more than that. And the character assessments, the psychological testing, the coaches' assessments are super important. And again, we provide medical advice to the coaching staff to help them complete their overall evaluation. Doc, do you think this new format might make it harder for teams in the NFL as an organization uh, to do that, uh, what you just mentioned? Or you know, how are they going to make sure that they don't miss anything this year? What I can tell you, Tyler, is the NFL Combine in Indianapolis was designed to provide a very high-level, focused evaluation that was efficient for the player, that respected folks' time, and provided a lot of great information. As we all know in COVID, that all is much slower. It's much harder to do. And so I know that the teams are going to have to do a lot more work. They're going to have to try to probe as much as they can virtually. That, I think, is going to be a challenge. And then trying to put all the data together I think it's just going to be overall much harder and just take much more time. So I expect a much bigger burden on the athletic trainers, the physical therapists, strength conditioning, the coaching staff for sure, as well as all the medical staffs for the team. Matt, specifically looking at the physical aptitude testing, the running, the 40-yard dash, the vertical jump, all of this is happening at the players' colleges this year. That's a different environment than everyone being in Indianapolis for a few days the way you look at it, and Tyler, I uh, want to hear your opinion on this too. Does this give an, anyone an advantage uh, or a bigger hurdle to overcome this year? Well, gee, 
what I look at, honestly, you know, what stands out first and foremost is the timeline. So these pro days, for the most part, span the entire month of March. This means that some athletes are going to get an extra week or maybe even two to prepare. Now, I know that doesn't sound like a lot, but when you're talking milliseconds, that can affect preparation. Second, I'm looking at surface. What surface are these guys running on? Do smaller schools have a disadvantage? Bigger schools have these state-of-the-art indoor facilities with new turf. How does this affect times and jump distances, you know? So the NFL is going to try to make it as even as possible, of course, but there are some differences that can affect stats. What do you think, Doc? Yeah, I think we also have to look at how many team scouts are going to be at each pro day. Of course, the big players and schools will have every team there, but some of these players that don't get all the media attention may not get every team that they would like at the Combine. Tyler mentioned uh, state-of-the-art facilities and some of these big schools having different advantages. I remember at Tennessee, and we're talking early 2000s when I was there, the pro day was a huge deal. There's a bunch of scouts that came out. It was a really, really big show and, and really exciting. We got some a crowd out there. I mean, things got really hyped up, a lot of competition. Uh, you know, that's something that obviously is going to be different this, this year, but I still think, uh, you know, the fact that they're able to have it is really great. A big thing that people don't always think about, guys, is what will happen because of the lack of everyone, gather, everyone gathering at one spot. Indianapolis has done a great job hosting the combine. They've got great facilities. I can tell you that the MRI scanners are actually on these large 18-wheeler trucks, and they actually wheel into the underbelly of the Indianapolis Stadium under the field, and there's four or five of these every year. And so the efficiency and the expertise and having everyone there is where this happens. So this is going to be very different for the teams to try to put all of this together because the combine is where the trades go down, where free agency talks happen, and more. And without this, it's going to be hard for front office personnel to meet with other coaches, agents, and players and to make their final decisions. That's not something that I would have thought about, but that makes a lot of sense. I mean, a lot of franchise tags were assigned or not assigned this week for some big-name players out there. Many of these guys are going into free agency, so I could see how that would be really disruptive you know, to those teams. The bottom line, this is going to be different. The NFL Combine this year got shaken up. We're 12 months into COVID-19 pandemic. Different is the new normal. We have to do things differently. We know we're going to have to do things differently one way or another. These players have worked really hard for this opportunity, so it's really nice that they get a chance to go out there and compete and show what they've got. Absolutely, G. Couldn't agree with you more. Well, that's it, everyone. Meet us back here next week to talk more data, more sports, and more injuries. Click to subscribe to this podcast and make sure to give us a like. We'll keep bringing you the latest and most reliable sports injury analysis driven by data and delivered by experts in the field. Again, follow Dr. Dumas on Twitter at GDumasMD and Dr. Preventure on Twitter at SportsDocMat. And a special shout out to our producer, Ramesis Akamafula, for putting this all together. Thanks again, stay safe, and we'll see you next week. Monday, 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 Monday. Red Polly, Red Polly. Dusty. Blue Poncho, Blue Poncho. Tupac. Street, Street, Street. Hey, Wilson, who's your Hey, Elvis, Elvis. Crab, right? Ah! Drag, 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 drag. Look at the A. Go.